Whoa. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. This is Connor Hallway of the Golden Hours Podcast. And listen, this is a GDP Minute. Listen, fresh off the press, I sometimes harass people to get on the show. Because I know once I get them on the show, I know the big... Wait, this dude's like a, a really good dude, and he works really hard, and he's just a persistent psycho. So I've been slamming the box to burn gym for the past like three weeks and uh i appreciate uh mickey's nephew sean for not thinking i'm the most annoying individual of all time but uh we just ran an episode last minute with mickey ward i got the call yesterday saying that they wanted to do it and at first i was like oh and then i was like all right man we gotta run it this would be totally legendary um for those who don't know mickey is a a boxing legend from the Boston area, he's specifically from Lowell. He's a, like a Lowell icon, and if you've seen the fighter, it's Mark Wahlberg plays Mickey, and his fights with Arturo Gotti, the, the trilogy fights, which I've smashed and researched in the past twenty four hours, are known as some of the greatest boxing fights of all time. They're just slugfests. They were bloodbaths, and they're like wicked entertaining to this day. I loved it. It was awesome. Um, but yeah, we just ran an episode with Mickey. It was over Zoom. I apologize for any technical difficulties with the episode. Um, I should have prepped the tech a lot better. Totally on me, my bad. But I think for any boxing fans or sports fans in the city, like you'll get a lot from Mickey. He's a really, really nice dude. Um, it's just interesting too. Like you, I've been meeting all these people on Zoom, but I want to like meet him in person and just say like, "Yo, what's up? How are you?" You know, just like an actual relationship with these people but uh anyway i'm really really stoked about the episode i'm glad that they thought we were legit enough to run it i told you i'm running this podcast all the way through the moon i'm gonna keep it absolutely bussing and i want to give a huge 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 shout out to the gdp research task force um over the past 24 hours like brendan slugs lexi all killed it and we pulled together uh you know, I like running episodes informal, but I like when we know what we're talking about. And they really, really helped me prepare for this. And so, very, very grateful. Great work, everybody, all around. And um, we're going to keep it busting, man. I hope you guys enjoy. All right. Talk to you soon. And uh, hit us in the DM if, if you like the episode. All right. Bye. Golden Deer Productions. Golden Deer. Oh, oh, wait. Was that not it? Hey, enter. Just, you forgot to enter. Hi, this is Mickey Ward. This is my golden hour. I wore green today because I knew you were going to wear green. <laughs> Sean, you with us, boss? <laughs> this is great. Yeah. Hey, so where are you right now, Mickey? Lowell? I'm in Lowell, yeah. Yeah. Sean, you with us, boss? I'm with you, man. Okay, sweet. Me and Mickey just is, – is this how you pictured I, I would look? I actually, uh, I looked you up, so I, yeah, I saw you. <laughs> Not initially. Yeah. You made sure we were legit, right? I did. I did. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Well, hey, thanks for making this happen, man. I appreciate you. Absolutely, man. No problem. Um, Mickey, have you ever thought about moving out of Lowell? Like, has that ever even crossed your mind? Yeah, yeah. I was actually in Florida for a while. And I plan on going back down hopefully soon to live, you know. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. Whereabouts in Florida? 
Uh, I was down by like uh, Fort Lauderdale by the sea, Pompano Beach area. Hey, are, are you connected to Wi-Fi right now? I'm just losing you a little bit. Well, me, yeah, I'm connected to it. Okay, no sweat. All we'll right. Rock. We'll rock with this. Um, yeah, I could never imagine leaving Boston right now, but I mean, now that it's springtime, but I'm sure, aren't there moments you have in the winter where you're like, oh my God, this place is miserable? Every winter. <laughs> I know why do we? Me? Yeah, why do we do this to ourselves? Uh, I know, and that's why I'm saying that's it for me. I mean, the winters, uh, especially being in my mid fifties now, the winters are killing me. So, have you guys kept the gym open? I mean, Sean, that I was calling that gym number, right? Yeah, that was the gym number. Sweet. And so, are you guys still training? Are you guys like doing small classes right now? No, uh, since they ordered all small businesses non-essential to be closed, we closed. What we did do is take everything virtual, though. So all our classes are online virtually. Okay, so you guys are filming yourself, like, doing different training sessions. And is your clientele yeah. still tapped in? Yeah, they are. You know, it's um, it's actually gone pretty well. Much better than I thought it would initially. Well, I'm imagining, and and you guys could, Mickey, you could probably speak to this, but I'm imagining people are going to come back like 10 times as harder once the quarantine's over, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. So, um, because they've been, don't forget that because they've been locked in their house for so long and, you know, they, you know, they obviously, a lot of people do workouts in their home, but it's not the same, you're not in the same environment, you know, with the other people and stuff like that. So I think when the things do open up, people are going to be just dying for one to get out of their house, get away from everyone in their house, <laughs> and then two, just to get back in shape. For sure. And hey, let me just formally introduce myself. My name is Connor Hallway. I'm a hustling man. I appreciate you doing this. Where are you <laughs> from, Connor? I grew up split in between Cambridge and Lincoln. Oh, okay, okay. So I'm kind of from the sticks near where your gym is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, before we move on, Mickey, can you just give a quick synopsis of who you are and what you do? Yeah, I'm Mickey Ward, a, a former professional fighter. Uh, you know, and that's what I did my whole life, basically. And, you know, and then they had a movie about me, The Fighter, and things like that. And uh, that's about it. So do you still do you still execute on the same diet you were back in the day? Because I've talked to some fighters now who are retired, and they're like, yeah, it's just a habit at this point to eat clean. Nah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I don't really believe that. Um, obviously, I don't eat crazy bad, but I don't eat like I did when I was fighting. Uh, my weight was never a problem, so I could eat pretty much whatever I wanted. But just tr when you're trying to cut weight at, at a certain time in your life as the older I got I had to watch what I ate more because you know you don't burn like you, you do when you're younger so you do gotta watch your diet but my diet now is like I just try to stay healthy basically but uh it's not a strict diet you know I I did it for my uh, pretty much my whole year career boxing well why am I why do I want to go on a diet still yeah I hear you what uh when you were cutting for a camp what was like your average meal were you just doing like chicken and broccoli every single meal? 
Um, no, I'd be like chicken, fish, pasta, stuff like that, you know. Try to stay away from, depending on your weight, how's your weight, you know what I mean? Uh, that's how it went pretty much. Uh, while my weight was, that's what I ate or how I try to eat, you know. And so now you're just hitting the Oreos daily? No, no, I don't need those. No, I would be once in a while I have an Oreo. And not big on uh, the sweets. I'm, I used to uh, sweets constantly, but I, I'm kind of slowly getting off them. <laughs> it's tough. Yeah. Especially in the quarantine because you're always around your kitchen. So it's like, it's, it's just in your face nonstop. No, 100%. You know what I mean? And that's the thing is, being locked in your house, you know, uh, what else are you going to do? Really watch TV and eat. And if you're a drinker, you drink. So what are you going to do? Either <laughs> You know? Absolutely. So um, what, what was interesting is before we lined this up, I had Charles Rosa up and he was telling me like, he said that you had shipped him a package and I looked into it. So are you guys are launching a, a new clothing line coming up? And we'll give you a yes. plug at the end. We have a we have a bit at the end where everyone gets to plug themselves. But you guys got something coming up, right? Yeah, uh, second drop for my for my power line is tomorrow at uh, at noontime. You go on Instagram I, uh, at Irish Mickey Ward, and the website also is uh, boxtheburn dot com. And where you guys getting that made out of Massachusetts? Yeah, they are. They're actually made locally. Oh, so you guys have a print up where, like, in Lowell, and they're doing, like, a thousand yeah. things for you guys? Yeah, we design everything, and then, you know, we'll just outsource the materials. But, uh, yeah. Well, it's – Mickey, I don't know if you know – I'm sure you do, but, like, your impact on all the the local fighters, even UFC, is just, like, outstanding. I mean, Charles was – I was on the phone with Charles because this was so last minute. I was like, hey, is there anything you want me to ask Mickey specifically? And he was like – I mean, how did he just develop his mindset in the first place? Like, just to literally yeah. just keep eating punches. Right. <laughs> yeah. What did he ask me? What did he ask me to say? I didn't get that. I, I think you've, you've inspired a lot of lo local fighters in their mindset. So I think what he was wondering is kind of where you think you got some of the drive from. In the first place, uh, I don't know. I, I get that a lot. Um, I really don't know. Maybe my mom and dad. I'm not sure, but uh, I don't know. It just comes with. You no, know, it's just probably in me. I, I I really don't know where I get it, but uh, luckily I had it. Or I have it, you know. When <laughs> uh, so, but beyond to answer the question, I really don't know where I get it. It's some of the Irish uh -huh. mania. I got it. It could too. be that, yeah. It could be the stubbornness, the whatever. You know what I mean? It could be. How many? This is totally random. How many punches do you think you've taken in, in your life total? Oh my god! How many punches have I taken? I don't know. <laughs> too many. <laughs> yeah, like, basically, yeah. Ball, too many. Ballpark, like over a million. Uh, I don't know about over a million, but it felt like. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. It's kind of hard to answer, you know. Uh, they never had CompuBox back when I was fighting years ago, you know what I mean? So you think about, like, what all back then, and then some of my uh, fights with the Gaddy and all the fights are on ESPN. 
with a combi box come out and all that, HBO and ESPN, I got hit with a lot, thousands probably. I mean, I don't know about a million, but I know not in the high thousands. But if you think like way back to your first fight when you were seven, right? Like you've been eating punches for like 40 years. If you do the math, you're probably close, right? Oh, yeah. Damn right. Yeah, 100%. And don't forget now, inspiring too, you take, you know, if you're sparring a lot, you're taking a lot of punches too. So people don't only see you taking punches in the, in the fight, in the ring, but you take more punches all throughout those like six to eight week training camp, you know what I mean? Was there ever one punch in a training camp where you're like, oh my God, I'll never forget that one? I mean, I know there Not really. I, there was, but I, I forget, honestly. I, I forget now, but it was, it was like 20 years ago since I got hit. But uh, th- there was a lot, you know what I mean? Um, there was a lot. And also, I like to, I like to, I like to spar kind of hard because if I, in my mind, if I trained easy or, or spied lightly, then I'd fight lightly, you know? I, I wanted to train like I fought, and that was hard. And spar hard, you know? You don't ever think that that eardrum, the shot that ruptured your eardrum in the Gaddy fight, in the second one, like, that that must have been memorable for you, right? Oh, yeah, well, it knocked, it knocked me down, and it put me on Queer Street for a while, uh, for the whole fight, pretty much, but... uh. You know, that that's just one of many that I've gotten hurt, but you know, and getting hit on the ear is like is like worse than getting hit in the the, the head, it seems it felt like my equilibrium was gone. Yeah, are there any are there any like punches that late at night like you, you just like rest your head and they just like flash into your head, you're like, Oh my god, I, I forgot about that one. No, no, not really, no. To be honest with you totally i don't even think about boxing when i ever like outside of when i did it or you know i never thought about a fight or i think about the i think about a total lot basically you know what i mean uh but not not about boxing i don't know i didn't never think about it i did it i did it you know i don't know your career you mean or just like the sport in general you it just kind of shifted out of your mind no, no, the sport, not the sport in general. The fights that I had and, like, just, like, um, thinking about boxing, you know. Um, I just don't – because I'm always busy with other things, you know what I mean? Uh, so boxing's not really in my mind. If I'm in a – you know, obviously, if, I, if, I have, if there's a fight coming up that I really want to watch, then, then it will trigger my mind, you know, to think about things like, you know what I mean, things like that. But um, outside of that, no, I don't, like – I work and stuff or whatever, you know, I don't like, I'm so busy with other things that like boxing, like fights and stuff ain't in my mind, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, that's a good segue. So when, when you were starting out, when you were pro before you had Mm -hmm. taken the initial hiatus, you were still working the day job as the paver, right? Yeah. And so did you continue that through your whole career? Well, I did, but not like to not a lot. No, I, I, I would like, like the um, not with the Gaddy fights. Like, up and like working fights, and still, you know, after I won that championship in London, and I'd go back to work, and then, you know, 
same thing. I'm, now I'm back to work full time now, but I mean, in between fights, I would, uh, I would train before the, like about a month before the fight, I would like take off work. But up until a month before the fight, I would like work. Hey, hey we're losing you just a little, Mickey. Um, Sorry about that. No worries, boss. Sean, is it breaking up on your end a little bit? Sean, yeah, it's a little choppy. Okay, yeah, whatever. We'll just keep going. Not a huge deal. Um, so were you? So what was your day to day like back in like the heyday of your career? Like you in the mornings, you would go pave roads, and then you'd hit the gym in the night. No, on some occasions, I would like uh, I would get up in the morning, I go to work. And then I come home, and then I uh, I train, and I run after training. So a lot of times I do that, you know. Um, but then when I got to the point where I, you know, I just work. I mean, I just train all the time and not work. You know what I mean? Um, I didn't like constantly work all the time when I was training for a fight. I would just like certain fights I would have off or whatever, you know. That, you know. Six and eight, four, six, eight rounds. I would work, you know, because I, I you know, you're only going four, six, eight, eight rounds, whatever. But in the big fights, I would uh, take time off and just train. And was that common from from most pro boxes back then to have the full time gig? Well, it, depending if you what kind of fight you are. If you signed like big, uh, you're a big amateur star and you're an Olympian, you know, you get paid big money. You know, I mean. Uh, Stuff like that. I never got that. I never had that, so I had to work. You know what I mean? Until you caught the million dollar check for the the second Gaddy fight, though, right? Yeah, I mean, I made like like uh, six figures, like a few times before that, but uh, a couple times before that, but um, that was the biggest, obviously, the Gaddy fight, second one. Now, what was that like? Like just having a million dollars in your hand? Like, what did that feel like? I felt pretty good, actually, you know, <laughs> you know, the check anyway, you know, felt good, you know, just all the hard work finally paid off and, you know, things, things worked out for me, you know, me by staying with the game and not giving up, you know, it finally worked out, it finally worked out. I mean, well, how did you spend it? Like the first meal, did you, were you like, all right, we're going to go on a nice dinner or? No, you know, I just basic, I'm just basic, you know what I mean? I didn't. I just live like I live any, if I had friggin' 500 bucks in the bank, you know what I mean? It didn't make a difference, you know what I mean? Uh, obviously, you can buy certain things that you never could really before or things like that, but go on vacations more or something like that, but uh, nothing big, nothing crazy. You didn't want to go hit Atlantic City after that and just put it all on black? Hell no. <laughs> I don't gamble. I'm not a gambler, really, you know? Yeah, nor I am I. Get- yeah, no. Well, I work too hard for it. I'm not gonna lose it on a table. So, are, are you still are you still training now? Pretty actively. I mean, I I had read the Herald article on the CTE a little bit, but are, right. it was great. It was a really, really, it was awesome. But are you still like training pretty actively, or are you just like hitting the treadmill? No, I haven't been uh, running much on treadmill. No. Um, training either for that matter because the like Sean would say said earlier that the gyms have been closed because of the quarantine and things like that. But uh 
I'm going to start getting back into it. You know, um, it's kind of hard for me. I work now, like, full time. I lost you there, Mickey. Would you mind saying that one more time? Yeah, I mean, I um, I don't go to gym like I obviously as much as I should because I work too. But uh, you know, it's hard. It's just with the quarantine. You know what I mean? Uh, it's hard getting there. Then I work, and then you get tired after work. You don't feel like going, especially at fifty-four years old. You know what I mean? Who the hell wants to go to a gym after you work all day? But you're I'm a spring start chicken. Going back. Oh yeah, <laughs> I wish. Me, me and you, when it starts getting nice out, we'll go hit Revere Beach with our shirts off. Pick up. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll go out and see. We'll go out and some Bianchi's pizza. <laughs> I actually, <laughs> I, I wonder if they'll, I hope they open up the Boston beaches soon. I think they will. They should. I think, or, yeah, I think they're talking about that, but, you know, the social distancing you got to do, you know. And if they don't, I'll just go up to the Lowell waterfront. Oh, yeah, you can come right down the Merrimack River. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. We'll have a party on the Merrimack River. <laughs> yep. So um, the the Gaddy fight tomorrow is 18 years old, man. Did did you ever think it was going to age like this? I mean, I, again, oh, I was, I was young. I was really young when it had happened. But, but yeah. just over time, like, it's just evolved into this crazy beast. Right, yeah, you know, it's crazy, you know, like you said, 18 years, you know, um, I don't know, time flies, you know, um, <laughs> seems like it doesn't seem, it does seem like yesterday, and then some days it doesn't seem like yesterday, you know, um, seems so long ago, but then some days it seems so close, but it's, uh, you know, it's going to be, you know, it's, it's, gonna be, it's a special day for me, you know, you know, because of the fights we had and the friendship we had, and things like that. So, uh, it'd be pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. When you were, when you were at the end of your career, and I know you probably, people have asked you these questions like 4,000 times, but when you were closing out your career with the Gaddy fights, had you always dreamed of like a big, a big moment like this in your career and you felt like you had never gotten it? Or did you think this kind of just snuck up on you as being this awesome moment? Right. No, I always, wanted to have a moment like that I always um knew I could have a moment like that whether it was going to happen or not I never really knew you know what I mean um I never really wanted to catch um count my chickens before they hatched or whatever like that but uh no I never really knew but I just I just hoped that if I kept plugging away that one day that I would get the big one or make some kind of mark in boxing um whether you know, whether it was a fight or whatever, you know, and uh, and I believe I did that, you know, with the with the trilogy, you know, and um, things like that. So, uh, you know, I, luckily I stuck, I stuck, uh, stuck with it. I I stood with it, and you know, and finally panned out at the very end, you know, and uh, and then I'd rather have it good at the end of my career than at the beginning, and then the end of your career be terrible. So the end of my career ended up great, and uh, Hopefully that's what I'll be remembered by. Now making the decision to retire. I mean, obviously, I, I saw that HBO, HBO documentary, but 
like you said, you were ready, but what is that like, like the first day? I mean, you've been boxing for like 20 years. Like, what do you do on the first day when you just pack it up? You just like go to Denny's and like <laughs> get a nice omelet or something? Like, <laughs> what goes on? Nah, you just like, you know, nothing. Uh, just, you just live your life. I just live my life normal, like I would, whatever, you know, I just get up. You know, right after I retired from boxing, I didn't go back to work right away. I took a few years, three, four years. I took off, didn't do nothing really, you know what I mean? Uh, but I stood in shape. I ran two Boston Marathons, like in 2004, 2006. You know, so I stood in shape. I ran a lot, um, things like that. But, um, you know, it didn't, it didn't change. My, my, my life didn't change all of that much, you know what I mean? Uh, obviously, I had more money and I could do things with. But me personally, I didn't change. You ran the marathon twice? Yeah, two Boston, yeah. What was yeah, your time? Uh, my, the first one I had to stop, it was like really hot out and I cramped up a bunch of times. That was in 2004. I think it was like one of the second or third hottest on record. It was like almost 80 degrees out that day. So I took a long time on that one. And my second one, I did four, four hours, a little, a little over four hours. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to do three something, whatever, but I'll, I'll take four, four, ten, I think it was. You think about doing it again? Hell no. <laughs> uh, to be honest, be honest with you, I shouldn't say that. I would love to, but... um. Like I said before, I, I've trained my whole life, and then I did two marathons. You know, it's it's tougher getting ready for it than running it. You know what I mean? All the hours you got, miles you got to put in throughout the like months that you got to train for it. It's almost like getting ready for a fight again. You know what I mean? It's like, you know what I mean? It's like it's mentally. I mean, yeah, running the Boston Marathon was probably hot, harder than any fight I ever fought. Really? You think the training's more intensive running a marathon than one of your one of your top fight camps? Um, on your body, pretty much. Uh, I'm not going to say it's harder because obviously in boxing you're getting hit and it's a brutal sport, you know, and, you know, you're not going to get um, concussions in running, but I'm saying the mental part of running and boxing is very similar because you go through a lot, running from a marathon, you go through a lot of ups and downs, like you feel good, you feel bad, you want a lot of mental. Running is so mental, you don't, you don't realize it until you run like a marathon or you're a runner, like, you know, those guys, I give those marathoners, I give them so much credit. I mean, they're skinny thin and they're repounding the pavements for uh, like, you know, they only go two hours, two and a half hours, whatever, but I mean, the hours they put in, it's it's crazy, you know, how much how mentally strong that runners are. Do you think if you were coming up now as a fighter that you would consider uh, a career in MMA just because it's so popular and so prevalent now? I don't know. Uh, maybe I I don't know. Maybe I give it a shot. I don't know. You know, but there's like I said, uh, boxing is you know one of the oldest. It is the oldest sport there is, and you know what I mean. And I love boxing, and I don't know though. Maybe, maybe I try it. Why not? You know. 
Did you but see the fights last night? If he was one thing, you got to stick with it, pretty much. Did I see him? No, I didn't see. I, I watched a repeat of the um of the heavyweight uh, main event this morning on ESPN. They're great. They're, they're wicked entertaining, and I mean, as you know, that all the whole Dana White thing started with Peter Welch in South Boston, which is pretty cool to see how it's evolved. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Peter Welch, good kid, good trainer, good guy. So does the sport still excite you today? Like, are you still tuned into everything going on? Oh yeah. I mean, obviously not right at the moment, but um, yeah, you know, I'm a Red Sox fan, Bruins fan, Red, I mean, Celtics fan, you know, all that. All this, all the Boston teams, North Patriots, you know. Yep, that will never change. <laughs> I can go anywhere in the world, and that will never change. You still get out to games? Uh, every now and then, obviously not now, like I said, but every now and then I'll go to Patriots, uh, Red Sox, Browns, whatever, Celtics. It's not, just not it's pretty funny. Much. We we had Ken Casey on our show. Uh yeah, last, Ken's a good friend of mine. We had him on the show last week, and then I just like was researching the Warriors code, and I was like, Oh, wait, that's, that's Mickey right there, man. Yeah, yeah. I, Kenny did Kenny did the song, yeah. Warriors code, yeah. That was you know, he's a great, great guy, great friend. What's so, what song is more Boston you think? You think shipping up to Boston, or do you think uh Dirty water. I like shipping up to Boston, but but dirty water is too low. I don't know. That's like uh, uh Sean get away. Uh, I'll what say do you think? I'll say fifty fifty. Ah, uh, yeah, it's tough. Um, with the departed, probably shipping up to Boston is maybe more like uh, um national, I guess as known for Boston because of that movie that probably took that to another level. But for us, especially that dirty water is, uh, you know, that, that, that hits home is pretty local too. So now we're shipping up to Boston. Do they fit that into the fighter? Was that on the soundtrack? I don't think so. No, I don't think it was. No, oh, I don't believe. No, it would have been good. That would have been good. It was used in the documentary. I believe your documentary, I think, but. Yeah. Wouldn't be a Boston sports documentary without the song, man. <laughs> I know, I know. Hey, I know you talked about the film a bunch already, but how stoked were you when you knew Mark Wahlberg would be playing you? I mean, that's a godsend. Yeah, it's, it was cool. Uh, Mark, you know, he became a good friend of mine. And, um, you know, uh, and he was a big boxing fan. You know, he's a big boxing fan, and I didn't know he was a boxing. He's a fan of mine before I met him, but he was. And, uh, you know, he just it was it was very humbling to have someone like him play me. And, you know, he did a great job playing me. It just uh, I just felt bad for Mark that my character was so, like, laid back and quiet, you know, where you got um, Dickie's character, Christian Bale, jumping out of windows and yelling, whack out my back, and all that stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, but uh, Mark did a great, great part, played a great part. But um, like I said, I was just more like reserved than Dickie, so he, he didn't get the uh, recognition or that he deserved.
Yeah, but that's why it worked though, because uh, it was Mark was just laying up Christian for the film. A hundred percent, you know what I mean, and I uh, it's true, you know, but uh, it's it's a, that's very true. <laughs> but when you heard they were making a movie, and it, if it wasn't Wahlberg, was there anyone else in your mind like, oh, this is kind of sweet? Like, what if The Rock played me? I'd be juiced up. I'd be looking hot. Oh yeah, no, that'd be like, yeah. no. No, no, there was no one. I I believe there was no one um, other than Mark that was gonna play me or, or stuff like that. Because I think, I think Mark when he got the project or got, looked at it, he um he was playing me for sure, and uh, no one else was gonna change that. Hey, um, I'm just gonna give the floor to my producers to ask a couple questions. Is that okay? Yeah, no problem. Hey, uh, Slugs, you want to start? Yeah. Um, so I was wondering, you've done a lot of work with the Depression Legacy Foundation, and I was wondering if you could tell us um, what your role is and what work you've been doing with them. Yeah, um, actually, like I said earlier, I, I donate my brain, you know, when I pass, you know, so they can study the effects of concussions. And I, I do something with Chris Lewinsky, Dr. Robert Keane, too. Just try to get the, the um, awareness of concussions and, uh, and kids and football and things like that. Um, whatever uh, I can do or whatever um, they would ask me to do for them, you know, that I'm all for it to uh, help the next generation of kids, whether it be football players, uh, hockey, whatever it might be, anybody in, in contact sports, uh, if I can help that next generation no, minimize um, head trauma or anything like that. I'm all for it. So that, that's about like as far as I do for like the you know, legacy. Now, what is? I think the the general consensus about CTE and concussions is just like it's the concussion disease. But like, what it? What actually do you deal with? You know, you obviously get headaches, bad. Um, you know, sometimes you get moody or whatever, uh, tired, things like, you know, I, be, you know I, I can't really say what other people, are. I'm just saying like, um, everyone's different. I believe in their symptoms, you know, um, me, I get aggravated sometimes easy, you know, tired, whatever, uh, you know, that could be just coming with age, you know what I mean? Or anything, but, um, I just try to, uh, just try to stay healthy and, and, and live, live, um, clean and that's it you know uh, if I have it I have it I just got to deal with it and uh, I think the healthier I am the better I I, I'll, I will be in the future when did like studies start coming up about it like when you were coming up no one was really talking about CTE right no it was never even heard of like uh, the concussions and they never like um they never like you know. You obviously had to get like um, you had to get MRIs and stuff like that before fights and stuff like that. But um, you know the concussion thing was never um, big. You know like um, you you know you get days that's a concussion. Nowadays you get kids get days. You know they take them out of the football game or the hockey game or or whatever. Back in the in the day in the eighties and stuff, uh, even seventies and nineties. You get dazed, right? And you're hurting the football. Get in there, you know. You know, that that's considered being weak, which isn't right. Uh, you know, 
back then they just put you back in the game, you know, but um, nowadays it's all different, which is good, you know, um, which is good because you, you do want to save the kids and things like that from, uh, from future, uh, future problems, you know, with headaches and concussions and mood swings and all that. So you, do you think for like a, a good portion of your career, you were just fighting through concussions? No, I don't think I was fighting through concussions. I mean, I've, I've gotten days and whatever and stuff like that, but I, I don't know. I don't know how many, like, I had younger or whatever. I'm sure I had them, but um, I don't know. Um, I never really felt any symptoms. Like, young, a couple of times I did younger get, get them bad, but uh, I just – you just think – you just never think it's going to catch up to you. You know, you think you get a concussion and blah, blah, blah. Okay. A month it's gone or two months it's gone, but uh, now to come and find out it's no, no, all that stuff catches up to you, you know? And, uh, but, uh, you know, I never really thought about it. I never, I still really don't think about it much now because it is what it is. And I did what I did and would I change it maybe a little bit, you know, whatever, but uh, it's the damage is done. How could they like rationally adapt the sport moving forward? Like you couldn't really, right? I mean, the name of the game is get punched in the head. Well, basically, yeah. I, um, that's the name of the game is to be hit. You know, and hit hard, and wherever you can hit them to the body or the head, whatever. And I, like you just said, it. The name of the game is getting hit in the head, and um how they could make it safer it'd be hard because i mean headgear i think i believe only stop it doesn't take away the, the your brain shifting i think headgear is very good for like headbutts and elbows and stuff like that but um you still feel the, the uh, impact of the punch on the headgear maybe a little bit less but not much maybe less sparring in the gym maybe that would probably minimize uh head trauma you know um Maybe no sparring in the gym. I don't know. But again, then you get hit when you get hit in the ring, like in a real fight, you know, you won't be used to it. But that'd probably be the only thing that you could like slow down is like the sparring, no sparring before a fight. Then it'd be so boring. Yeah, yeah, you know, um it'd be boring for like yeah, but you know, it it probably it helped your brain, it helped your body, or whatever you know. What I mean? So it helped the fighter, I guess. Hey, B, you want to ask one? Yeah. Hey, Mickey, uh, can, can you share some of your unconventional training methods? Like, what were you doing that no one else was doing? I don't know if I what I was doing. Uh, I would train very hard. Uh, my nephew Sean used to run with me. Would run a lot. Would run crazy. I'd run hills, sprints. I mean, I think a lot. I won a lot of my fights on the road, like running and running hills and doing drills. And I used to kill myself in the, in the running, you know. Uh, and I and I believe that's what pulled me through. A ton of my fights is on all the road work I did. There was never like moments with you like in the freezer punching the the old cows that are hanging that are frozen or like putting your hands in rice buckets like you see in the movies. No, 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 no. that's movies. Uh, I never, uh, no, 
if I had a piece of meat, I would eat it and I wouldn't punch it. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know, but it's good for movies. But uh, realistically, no, I just, I think I just, uh, I'm not going to say I train harder than anybody I fought, but I, I, I probably, I know I ran just as hard as anybody I fought. Well, I can't even imagine how, how tired your body was just after a full days of paving and then training. Like you were running on fumes. Yeah, I've done that a few times. Um, but no, what's crazy is that I was that's when I was like younger in my like uh late uh, my middle twenties, late twenties, early, you know, uh, my body could take it. I'm trying to do it now. I think I I did find me on the freaking pavement sleeping or out cold. Um so are you, so in terms of physical activity right now, are you, you just working? Are you not, have you seen the Mike Tyson, the yeah, most seen, recent vid? Yeah, I seen it. It's pretty impressive. Uh, I was going to say, we want to come back. We want to come back. Yeah. Yeah. And then the same, maybe Holyfield, he's, he's going to spar or fight or whatever again. I don't know. Um, hey, he looks fast. He looks strong. Um, all the power to him. If he wants to do it what would it take for you to come out of retirement 10 years later or 15 years later <laughs> nothing it would take oh what would it take it would take it wouldn't happen there's no way all the money in the world i would not take because i'd rather have my health than i would rather have money because if you if you if you don't have your health what good is money you know what i mean if you're a vegetable because of getting hit too many times what the hell good is money? It's no good. I hear you. That yeah, that Tyson video is insane, huh? He was whipping. Yeah, man. He's Mike Tyson is a special breed. They come around once in a lifetime, you know. Um, you know, he's you know, he looks like he did when he was um freaking 20 years old, you know, with those fast punches. But again, though, I mean we only see a clip of it, you know, um, can he, can he maintain that through a whole fight? Who knows? Maybe, I don't know. He did. How's this? With his power, he wouldn't have to fight a whole fight. If he catches someone like that, I don't care who it is. I know. So have you, been, have you been in any fights since your career is over? Like anyone ever tried testing you at a bar? They thought they were tough. No. I'm not a punk. I'm simple, you know. I don't bother business. It's their own business. I don't get no one's business. I, I just, I'm just a happy-go-lucky guy, pretty much. You know what I mean? To get me going, but I'm fine. A couple times, a little stupid thing, but no. Hey, uh, Lexi, do you want to ask Mickey a question? Yeah. Hi, Mickey. I wanted to know, um, you talk a lot about how important it is to you to memorialize your good friend, Arturo Gotti. Um, could you maybe tell us something about your friendship or a good memory you have with him that you wanted to share? Yeah, um, you know, it's true. You know, I, uh, I had a lot of good times with him after I fought him. Uh, we've gone out together and, uh, you know, I mean, we used to go to, you know, a funny story is we'd 
I'd go down to his training camp before uh, he'd fight, and I'd walk him into the ring before every fight he fought after me. And uh, I'd go down and visit him in uh, Vero Beach. And I can remember a time when they, they were doing a story for a golf magazine about me and a total because we played golf. So I went, I went down there and we were playing golf, and uh, Toro hated to lose anything, whether it was running, whether it was uh, whatever it was, what we did together. And uh, I was beating, I was like leading, I was beating him on golf at a certain point, like I think the third, fourth hole, and he hit the, and he, and he, he teed off, he sliced the ball, and uh, that was it. He's, I don't know, I'm, I'm getting tired. He goes, I gotta train. He goes, I gotta run later. I gotta train more. He goes. I'm all done. <laughs> I mean, no, come on, we gotta finish it. He said, No, no, I don't, I don't care. I, I have to fight. I can't do this no more. <laughs> so he used to get like mad if I was beating him or winning or anything. <laughs> <laughs> but that, you know, that was just, it was funny because you know, Toro hated to lose at anything. <laughs> You're not the same way. Are, are you? Were you only competitive in the sport? No, 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 I'm competitive at anything, but I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I'm kind of realize that like there's gonna be days in golf that someone's gonna be better. There's days in baseball, or whatever day, whatever you play, someone's gonna be better or whatever. I, I didn't, I didn't like uh, have to always win this. I have to win that. As long as I knew I like tried and gave my best, that's all that mattered. But uh, some people, like Atoro, he, he hated to lose to me to, in anything, especially me, probably. <laughs> you know. Whether it was running, whether it was like, whether it was like, we actually another story. We're in Florida driving go karts, like those speed uh, raceways. We get the helmet on, and I and I, I and I beat him, and he, and he got mad at that too. Uh, he he went nuts. Ah, yeah. I had a, he said they gave me a slower car. I go, it's about the same thing. <laughs> oh no, no, mine was slower. And he had that Canadian accent, so I couldn't. He'd get all crazy and and. <laughs> Where was this F one? Why did they? Yeah, F1, yes, in uh, Florida. And uh, he's like, no, no, my car was bad. Your car was good. I go, oh, okay. <laughs> those, car- those carts are a blast, though, aren't they? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how you should roll down yeah, the streets a little a right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we used to do a lot of that together, things like that. And uh, he would hate, hate, hate the loose of me. <laughs> yeah. It would drive him nuts. Hey, uh, r- real quick segue, and then uh, we'll do our two ending bits to wrap up. Thank you. You having a good time, by the way? You having fun? What's that? So you are you having fun? Well, me, yeah, yeah. All right, sweet yeah. man. I'm glad we did this. Good, um, good. What? So my dad always talks about the Wonderland dog tracks. Like, what was it like fighting there way back in the day? Wow, huh? Wow, your dad. Wow, he's right. It was crazy because a funny story is, like, I remember uh, like, uh, the promoter, Al Valenti is one of my promoters and he used to promote fights and stuff like that. And he would promote them over there. And, uh, you know, and I was, I'd go there and I'd fight. And, uh, you know, there'd only be like 3,000 people maybe, but it was packed because that's all they fit in there. And, uh, you know, the lights were like right on top here, you know, and you, you change in the dress room that ain't, you know, most sterile, like you know what I mean, uh, kind of dirty and actually a lot dirty. And uh, <laughs> but um, the fight it was great fighting in those places, you know what I mean. Um, I used to love fighting those little, little venues like that because you know it's like more, you know, the people are closer to you and it just feels like more like 
not a sparring match, but like you're in a gym, like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, it's just like more lively. It seems like, you know what I mean? Because like everyone's there and it's closer. And I don't know. It, I mean, it's just to point out specific. Well, those like little venues made me like those little venues made me who I really was, you know what I mean? I wonder if the Encore Casino will do fights soon. You think so? If they reopen soon? Well, they've done fights, fights um, before they closed. So, um, oh, did they? I think, yeah, they did. They had a few fights there, but uh, I think they're going to have more. Uh, obviously, you know, once this pandemic gets over, um, I think they're going to have more. Hopefully they have more because it's a good venue there, you know, and then uh, – and it's a beautiful casino. I know it's like isn't it's exactly like Vegas casinos, isn't it? Say that again. I said it's literally like Vegas. It's like it reminds me of a Vegas casino. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, um, you know, once you when you're in that casino and you're like uh, gambling or you're watching a fight or you're watching a show or. You're in your room and the shades are shut. It all seems, you seem like you're in Vegas. You don't know because, you know, you have that atmosphere of, of people gambling, everyone walking around and, you know, the food and all that stuff. And uh, it, it has a really, it's really nice place. And you do feel like you're in Vegas when you're there. Sean, you been over there yet, bro? Yeah, I've been a few times. I, that's exactly <laughs> what I said the first time I went. I was like, wow, they did an excellent job replicating the feel of Vegas. And it's, it's really like an immaculate casino, too. It's like really clean. Everything's run really well. Yeah, it is. It is for sure. Um, they have a good staff over there. You know, it's, it's run really well. Uh, and it probably only get better, too, because, you know, they're going to have that, like, in the summer, they're going to have, like, the, um, I guess the water boats or whatever, you can come up on a boat or whatever, you know what I mean, from like the Boston Harbor or somewhere, I guess they're going to have, uh, it's, 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 um, I think it's just kind of scratching the surface as far as how good it's going to be. I mean, this is totally out there. I don't, I don't know a ton about uh, bo boxing in, in Massachusetts in general, but does the creation of a venue like that, do you think that will grow the sport, like the youth sport and the amateur side of things? Just the fact that there's a venue where people can have fights now pretty consistently? Yeah, well, Ron, in this area, in the Massachusetts area, maybe, uh, well, you know, you got uh, Plain Ridge down here and where Spring, is it? Where is Plain Ridge? That's, uh, you know, down by like, uh, what was that, Fall River area? Not Fall River, but uh, Providence area down by that way. Sean, you've been down there? You've been gambling down there? Lane Ridge, I'm not really uh, – that's more of the video type yeah. stuff. No, Twin, Twin Rivers. Oh, Twin River. Yeah, yeah, that's Rhode Island. Twin River, I'm sorry. Twin Rivers and stuff like that. They got that down there. So I think up in this part of Massachusetts uh, or New England, um, if they have fights there, that would be great because um, there's not many places like the Encore, you know, uh, that, that nice and uh, stuff like that. Uh, I think hopefully we'll bring boxing back up in this area, professional boxing, you know? Now, random question, but why did you guys open the gym in Westford over Lowell? Does, don't you think you get tons of clients in Lowell? Uh, Sean, Sean, Sean. Yeah, it was, it, it's just uh, for what we were looking to do. 
and just location too. The timing as far as properties available and what we were looking for, it just made sense at that time to go to Westford. And it's not far. Westford's 10 minutes from Lowell, so it's not like it's a long drive. I hear you. I want to check the gym out when everything gets opened up. I'd love to come by. Yeah, we gave you a nice sparring partner, Sean. <laughs> Sean, you can beat the bag out of me, bro. I'm 6'3". <laughs> What's your weight? Right now, I'm like a, a lean, mean 180. Oh, well, we're playing with Big Daddy. <laughs> Daddy, Justin, Justin Robinson. He's a former uh, New England champ, heavyweight, super heavyweight. Super heavy. Yeah, he'll go nice and easy on you. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you guys a, a quick story. So I, uh, there's a, a fighter out of South Shore Sports Fighting. His name is Manny Bermudez, and he's my buddy. And so I said, Manny, like, I feel like I'm kind of soft, man. I want to start training with you a little bit. And he said, Okay, fine. And so I, I show up to his gym and it's in the middle of nowhere. It's down this long dirt road. And, you know, he's teaching me some basic stuff, basic strikes and stuff. And there was a moment where he's like, all right, we're going to spar. And so mind you, this is my first time fighting organized like this like, ever. And so I'm like, all right, yeah, like I've seen plenty of TV, like this will be fine. And so there was a moment where the buzzer sounds and he approached me. And mind you, I'm like 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, He's like 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, and when he approached me, in my mind, I was like, this guy could kill me right now if he wanted to. And he just, <laughs> and he just brought the onslaught, man. He beat the bag out of me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, That's I'm, a I'm sure like people see you walking down the street sometimes, Mickey, and they're like, oh, yeah, like this guy doesn't look that tough. And then you could just hit him with those lethal paws. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. If they say that, I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. If they say it, the hell I'm good. Maybe if they come at me, they'll find out. But nah, I don't. It doesn't. The, the, I really never even think about that. I never think about that, or I never even want to think about that. I just, I'm a happy-go-lucky guy, pretty much. You know, until you get me going, forget it. Then, then you better be ready to fight for a half hour. <laughs> Hey, man, when I see you on the street, when all this is over, I'm going to give you a big quarantine hug. I'm going to say, hey, man, we met in person. <laughs> yeah. Well, well hey, th- thank you so much for doing this. Um, we have two ending bits to our, our show. I'm going to explain it wicked yeah. clear. You ready? Yeah. Okay, so the first one is called GDP sales mode. So I know you got the whole clothing line coming up and you got the gym. So this would probably be a good time to fit it in, but I'm going to give you 40 seconds. I'm giving you the floor. I'm going to time it on my phone, 40 seconds to pitch whatever you want to pitch. So it's whether it's your, the clothing line, maybe the gym, maybe something else you got coming up, or if you want to just give some inspirational words, I'll give you 40 seconds. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Okay. Uh, yeah, like I said earlier, my second drop my apparel line is tomorrow at 9 a.m. My Instagram's at Irish Ricky Ward, and the website is that. And also, <laughs> boxburg.com you can go on. And for anybody out there, look us up. 
Sean, jump in here just because Mickey's audio broke up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I just, I just reiterate what he was saying. Tomorrow is the second drop from the apparel line. And obviously, it's a special day being the 18-year anniversary of his fight with Atoro. We're dropping two tees, uh, two colorways, which are, you know, pretty dope. And, you know, it has a special meaning to it, obviously. Taken from that fight, as you'll see tomorrow when they drop at noon is the pre-sale. Sweet. And and I'll have you guys send me some links so we can put that in our description. Excellent. Um, okay, sweet. And Mickey, this is how we start and end the show. Listen to me real close. Yes. A lot of a lot of people blow this. You say hi, your name, and this is my golden hour. Directly after hi, your name, and that was my golden hour. What? <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> Hi. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Hi. <laughs> Your name. So hi. Yep. I'm Mickey Ward. And this is Hi, Mickey Ward. Ward. And this is my golden hour. Hi. Hi, this is Mickey Ward. This is my golden hour. Now, hi, I'm Mickey Ward, and that was my golden hour. Hi, this is Mickey Ward, and that was my golden hour. Well executed. <laughs> Mickey That's Buddy. Great. Hey, um, thank you guys. Hey, so yo. Thank you hey, so much thanks, for doing bud. this. And uh I wanna I wanna get your address. I want one I'm I wanna get a T and two, I'm gonna ship you guys, Sean and Mickey, I'm gonna get you guys both t shirts from uh, from us too, okay? Sounds okay, good. Thank sounds you. good. All right, boss. Hey, thank you guys so much. I appreciate you. All right, Have thank a good you one. so much, bud. Have a good day. All right.